So what I'll say too is like, so in terms of like specific stereotypes, knowing both of your backgrounds, are there any that you're like actively fighting, like, you know, constantly, like, I don't want to fit this mode. I don't want people to look at me this way. Or is it more of like a pressure free, like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. So I'm in a cool part of my life. I think after a lot of my struggles where I've kind of like, I think I've done a a decent enough enough job of kind of stripping away the expectations that I feel like were kind of placed on me in terms of like, you know, how to engage with people and and personal identity to where like, I'm at a cool point where I get to choose who I am, Mm -hmm. right? Like I have a choice to subscribe to, um, you know, being Filipino American, right? I can choose to have that be a part of my identity. Sure, like there's a level of relationship that's there in, in community, but to, to some extent, like, I don't, I don't need to abide by, you know, certain, certain expectations that I placed on myself to be Filipino just because, you know, I'm second or third generation. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with Jason. I think that you have to find what's authentic to you. And so if I worried about what other people thought of me, if I put so much value on it, I would never be able to really live my life. I wouldn't be able to choose what I want to do because I have to do what everybody else wants me to do. Um, I can think of a time in my life, like when I was in high school, where I became very cognizant. I went to a majority uh, Black and Latinx high school. And I um, remember my first time going into college in a predominantly white, at a predominantly white institution. And being very aware that, you know, we were loud. <laughs> like if I was in a group of my friends, like we were like <laughs> cackling, having a good old time in the calf or something. And I remember getting stares and I, I had a mentor come to me and was like, you know, y'all should probably quiet down. People are looking at you. And I don't remember what I did. I think I, we were like, girl, we're going to do what we want to do. <laughs> Cause like, if the joke is funny, I'm gonna laugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think it's the, the stereotypes that are put on young Black people, young Black teens or children or young adults, um, especially like, you know, whether it's, it's not just young people in general, like youth culture is really like, you know, looked down upon, um, whether it's the way, it's the way that we dress or the way that we do this or the fact that we put color in our hair or whatever the, that, the, the heck it may be. Um, oh, yeah, it's always heavy policing from like the generation prior or generations yeah. prior, plural. Um, if I did, if I listened to that though, I don't, I don't think I'd be happy. So I'm not, I'm really in a place now of what is authentic to me. Um, I know that there's a time and a place for things like laughing loudly at a funeral. Like that's out of place. (laughs) But but laughing loudly in a cafeteria where there's other people who are talking loudly, like that's not out of place. You're just telling me that because I'm young and I'm black that I should not be doing that. And Mm -hmm. I'm not like, I'm not going to subscribe to that. So it's really, it's about, you know, think about what is authentic to me and then allowing myself, like give myself the permission to do it. Yeah, do, so both of you like does it sound like as we as we get older more mature more comfortable we are allowing ourselves to you know kind of be our, our more authentic selves in those spaces like do you, do you feel like it's much more of an ongoing challenge like that actively have to do it or do you feel like the environments themselves have kind of become more accepting i would say i, feel I like... care what the environment does <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> that's good that's good yeah i feel like there is still pressure to conform even in like subcultures. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so for me, at the very least, it is still a challenge because I have to make sure that I'm checking myself where it's like, hey, I'm not getting too caught up. Hey, I'm not getting too caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Darius. I'm writing down questions, too, because Mickey's saying stuff where I'm just like, I'm thinking. I don't um, know. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I, I, I have a question for you kind of in your and Darius, if you want to chime in, too. Um, mm-hmm. So you're talking about like how, you know, you've needed to become authentic and you've needed to find this identity. And I was wondering if you feel like there's pressure when you're in a minority group to become more authentic. Like, do you you think that that people kind of in the majority groups don't necessarily feel the same um, pressure to develop a a similar level of authenticity? You know, can I ask, I can I ask one clarifying, one clarifying question? Yeah, go for it. Sorry about that. Go for it. So would you say like in the minority group, like you yourself being in the minority of like the population no. or, okay. I, I just mean like, like when you feel like you're in the minority group, do you feel like you have, you have pressure placed on you to like, to like bloom, I, I guess in a Ooh. sense where it's like, when, when you, when you're in the majority, do you think that, that people oh are already like more accepting more familiar kind of thing maybe not so much but like do you think that maybe it's because they're in the majority like like they're already accepted just because of Mm -hmm. their traits that they don't have to develop anything inside of them i think i I feel like i'm picking up what you're putting down yeah (laughs) Um, yeah it kind of reminds me of like the kind of old saying that that runs within like communities of colors like we have to be we have to work twice as hard to get yeah. half of what they get type of thing um and i think for me i if i kept trying to run this race of life or go through this journey of life um because i hate running <laughs> so go through this <laughs> journey of life um always <laughs> I don't know anybody that does like running, so they say they do. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Terrible practice. (laughs) Um, But if I if I try to walk through this journey of my life, um, always trying to meet the standards set by people who are in um, majoritized groups, um, I would never. I would. I would never make it. I would always. I would always fail. and I think for me, it has taken some time, especially as I get further into my career and my life and thinking about what are the things that I want out of this life? How do I want to um, live a life well-lived? Um, it's no longer subscribing to what whiteness and capitalism um, has told me that I should want. Um, it's being able to choose what it is. And I think when it comes to different, like, you know, in terms of, you know, groups who are marginalized and groups who are uh, majoritized, um, I, I, I don't know if they have, if, if other folks have to do, um, go on this, this, I think we, in all sense, we go through our, our identity exploration, like we have theories of racial identity formations, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, personality development, like we have these types of theories that exist, um, and in some ways, I think we all kind of move, go through them at different ways. Um, I think that because of different privileges people may have, like I think about myself as an able-bodied person, um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, okay, for me who has a, a privilege in able-bodiedness, <laughs> like did I have to come through, like what are some things that I had to work hard at or demand, or there were things I did not have to work hard at due to me having able-bodied, like being able-bodied. 
um, in comparison to somebody who is disabled. Um, mm-hmm. And probably so. Like, I think it probably if it's, if it's the small things of getting out of bed or if it's the, like, or something major as like access to healthcare or being able to marry the person that I love <laughs> and not lose my disability. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, right. yeah. I, I, I do think that there is a lot of nuances in the different experience of people who are marginalized and people who have privileges. Mm-hmm. See, it's interesting too. And I, I am glad that you kind of brought up like the perspective of privilege because like we all have like certain privileges, you Definitely. know, like even with all three of us being American, like that's kind of like a privilege in itself. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. Yeah. So it's like... Um, I only speak English. To- well, I, I speak some Japanese, but like I only need to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. You and my English, like, man, I speak like very light like- Spanglish. Because <laughs> I know a little bit of Spanish. I add that in there. <laughs> um, but to contribute to what you're asking as well, um, it's very interesting, especially going after Mickey too, because I'm doing like some reflecting. It's like, um, I think I've been in a situation throughout my life where I definitely felt more marginalized, where it was much more, like, as you mentioned, like the active fight kind of becomes more subconscious. Mm-hmm. So um, one experience that with me in engineering through UNLV that I experienced a lot, there was many times I was like the only person that could, you know, that was a black male within the whole classroom. And to the point where at first it was shocking, but then it got normalized. But into that, I started developing my own biases because of it. Because like anytime when I would have a class where there is an additional um, black person, black male, black woman, whatever, in the classroom, I would naturally try to form like some sort of relationship to kind of get some some affirmation of like my my own identity to kind of say like they more than likely. And this is, you know, based on assumptions that could easily be wrong. But walking up to them, they would be much more familiar with my experience, my culture, things of that nature. But there was a lot of times where that wasn't the case. And it would just be me looking around the classroom and I'm like, well, it's me and a bunch of I would consider everyone randos, even though they're not really randos. <laughs> but it's like I would go into that class just like, OK, let me go in. Um, like Mickey was saying, work my butt off, get whatever grades I can and, you know, try my best to exceed. But I think I internalized it to the point where it wasn't it was no longer exceeding for them, like them being the theoretical randos that I had but it was more so of exceeding for myself. So I can look back and kind of say um, the representation in the room, even if it was this small percentage, very small percentage, there was at least some, there was some form of percentage that was top tier, that was exceeding others who was more um, standardized within that classroom, within that space. Mm-hmm. And so like, cause even Jason, like when we met, it was because of Tau Beta Pi, the Engineering yeah. Honor Society, which I was the president for that term. And so for me, um, going into the presidency, um, especially like with previous presidents kind of being much more lax, I took it upon myself to really raise the bar. Like I looked at it as like, I don't know how many black presidents they were for the UNLV chapter of Talbeta Pi, but I know that I was one of them. And knowing that, I took it upon myself to say, now we're going to have these requirements if you want to become a Talbeta. You want to do um, community service. I wanted to do resume workshops, interviews, things of that nature to by the end of it, you feel that you really gained value of the experience. And now you can say like, you are officially a Talbate. And then when they look back on it, and I did get feedback from both the Talbates as well as the advisor, Dr. Moore, shout out to you, really great advisor. <laughs> um, it was very, very positive because they liked what I did with it. So in addition to me genuinely wanting to doing it myself and just wanting to exceed in my natural um, environment, 
there is that aspect to me saying, I don't know when the next black president's going to be of this or let me make sure that I leave that footprint and let me make sure it's a big ass footprint at the end of the day. Mm. And I like that because even knowing, I think three generations, three or four generations, I, I kept up with it. Yeah, there was no more, there was no more Dariuses. So for me, I can at least look back and say for that time being, I did all that I did to represent myself, but then also to leave that positive image of what I represent culturally, ethnicity wise, so on and so forth. Sorry if that was a little bit long. Yeah, but I, I no, really passionate. Dude. <laughs> it's important though. I think I definitely think that representation in engineering is like a very topical conversation, right? I mean, there's so much I was reading earlier today about how, like, in all of the Elon Musk companies, there's just like rampant sexism, rampant racism and all of this yep. stuff that's allowed in there. Uh, a lot and of I do think companies, too. Even, even uh, Google. Oh, there was really? um, a black woman developing. I think it was something about AI ethics. That was the ethical um, AI. Yeah. She, yeah. she just started up her own uh, her own spinoff company. And I think that she's getting some yep. good traction. But yeah. And that, and that was good because it showed the support from the community, both within her community, as well as with the affiliated um, um, ally communities, I guess you could say. There's probably a better way to word it, but make you probably know that, but um, that's the best way I can come up with the wording for it. But yeah, yeah, continue, sorry. Just got off the clock, just got on my chill. Called up my homie Brent to see what be the deal. What you trying to do? I'm just trying to heal. Hella floated, never bloated's what I'm trying to feel. Hop in the whip and...